Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Innal hamdalillah nahmaduhu wa nasta'inuhu wa nastaghfiruh wa na'udhu billahi min shururi anfusina wa sayyiati a'malina man yahdihillahu fala mudilla lahu wa man yudlil fala hadiya lahu wa ashhadu an la ilaha illa Allah wahdahu la sharika lahu wa ashhadu anna Muhammadan 'abduhu wa rasuluhu amma ba'd Today's chapter then fadlu qira'atil ayatayn al-akhiratayn min suratil baqarah kullu laylatin The virtue of reading the last two ayat from suratul baqarah every night the virtue of reading the last two ayat from suratul baqarah every night as part of your remembrances as part of your supplications before going to sleep laqad thabata fi sunnati an an-nabiy sallallahu alayhi wa sallam at-targhib في قراءة الآيتين اللتين ختمت بهما سورة البقرة في كل ليلة. It has been established in the Sunnah of the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم an encouragement to read the last two ayat by which سورة البقرة concludes with. Every night. وَذَكَرَ فِي ذَلِكَ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمْ فَضْلًا عَظِيمًا And the Prophet ﷺ mentioned a great virtue for the one who does that. فَفِي الصَّحِيحَيْنِ عَنَبِ مَسْعُودٍ رَضِيَ اللَّهُ عَنْهُ قَالَ It is mentioned in الصَّحِيحَيْنِ Al-Bukhari and Muslim from the hadith of Abu Mas'ud radiyallahu anhu qal qala an-nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam man qara'a bil-ayatayn min akhiri surat al-baqarah fi laylatin kafatah that the prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said whoever reads the last two ayat from Surah Al-Baqarah at night, meaning before going to sleep, then they will give him sufficiency. They will suffice you. That will be enough for you. على فضل قراءة هاتين الآيتين كل ليلة. So this hadith highlights the virtue of reciting those two ayat every night as part of your supplications before sleeping. That the messenger said, if you do so, they will suffice you. They will be sufficient for you. And what are those two ayat 
at the end of Surah Al-Baqarah. It is of course, آمَنَ الرَّسُولُ بِمَا أُنزِلَ إِلَيْهِ مِنْ رَبِّهِ وَالْمُؤْمِنُونَ كُلٌّ آمَنَ بِاللَّهِ وَمَلَائِكَتِهِ وَكُتُبِهِ وَرُسُولِهِ لَا نُفَرِّقُ بَيْنَ أَحَدٍ مِنْ رُسُولِهِ وَقَالُوا سَمِعْنَا وَأَطَعْنَا غُفْرَانَكَ رَبَّنَا وَإِلَيْكَ الْمَصِيرِ لا يكلف الله نفسا إلا وسعها لها ما كسبت وعليها ما اكتسبت ربنا لا تآخذنا إن نسينا أو أخطأنا ربنا ولا تحمل علينا إصرا كما حملته على الذين من قبلنا ربنا ولا تحملنا ما لا طاقة لنا به وعف عنا واغهر لنا وارحمنا أنت مولانا فانصرنا على القوم الكافرين آية نمبر 285 and 286 from سورة البقرة right at the end of سورة البقرة and the meaning of them that the messenger believes in that which has been revealed to him from his Lord and the believers likewise All of them believe in Allah and His angels and His books and His messengers and say that we do not distinguish between any of His messengers and they say we hear and we obey and we seek your forgiveness our Lord and to you will be the return and that Allah does not burden any soul more than it can bear It will be recompensed upon the good it does and uh, receive its due upon the evil that it does. Our Lord, do not hold us accountable if we forget or make error. Our Lord, do not burden us with more than we can bear as you burden those who came before us. Our Lord, do not burden us with that which is greater than we are capable of. Pardon us and forgive us and have mercy upon us. You are our protector, so aid us upon the disbelieving people. وَهُمَا آيَتَانِ عَظِيمَتَانِ دَلَّتِ الْأُولَى مِنْهُمَا عَلَى إِيمَانِ الرَّسُولِ وَالْمُؤْمِنِينَ مَعَهُ بِاللَّهِ وَبِكُلِّ مَا أَمَرَهُمْ سُبْحَانَهُ بِالْإِيمَانِ بِهِ And these two ayahs are very important ayat and their meanings have a tremendous meaning behind them. The first ayah talks about the iman of the Prophet ﷺ and the iman of the believers who are with him. Their iman in everything that Allah has commanded us to have iman in. وَانْقِيَادُهُمْ وَطَاعَتُهُمْ لَهُ سُبْحَانَهُ فِي جَمِيعِ أَوَامِرِهِ And that the believers, they submit to him and obey him, meaning Allah, in all of what he has commanded us with. حيث أخبر فيها سبحانه 
أنهم آمنوا بالله وملائكته وكتبه ورسله Allah has informed us here that they, the believers, the messenger and the believers with him, they all believe in Allah and his angels and his books and his messengers. وَهَذَا يَتَضَمَّنُ الْإِيمَانُ بِجَمِيعِ مَا أَخْبَرَ اللَّهُ بِهِ عَنْ نَفْسِهِ وَأَخْبَرَتْ بِهِ عَنْهُ رَسُولُهُ مِنْ صِفَاتِ كَمَالِهِ وَنَعُوتِ جَلَالِهِ And so this iman that is being spoken about here, this iman incorporates all of what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has informed us of regarding Himself. Everything that Allah has informed us about Himself, then all of that is included incorporated within this iman that is being spoken about in this first ayah, آمن الرسول And everything that the messengers of Allah have informed us about Allah, about His attributes of perfection and His great and lofty attributes, everything that Allah has informed us of about Himself and His messengers have informed us about Him, then this iman that is being referenced here, it incorporates belief in all of that. As Shaykh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah, rahimahullah ta'ala mentioned, نَصِفُ اللَّهَ بِمَا وَصَفَ بِهِ نَفْسَهُ وَوَصَفَهُ بِهِ رَسُولُهُ That we believe in all of what Allah has attributed to Himself and what His Messenger has attributed to Him. وَتَنْزِيهُهُ عَنِ التَّمْثِيلِ وَالتَّعْطِيلِ وَعَنْ جَمِيعِ صِفَاتِ النَّقْصِ And this first ayah, it also incorporates the fact that you distance from Allah any possibility of resemblance to anything in creation, or that you fall into any type of rejection of His names and attributes. So you free Allah from any deficiency any shortcoming, and you affirm the absolute might and majesty of Allah, and affirm His perfect and beautiful names and attributes. These two affairs of At-Tamthil and At-Ta'atil, it is what the people of innovation fell into. So the Mumathilah, they began affirming the attributes of Allah to such an extent with exaggeration and excessiveness that they began comparing Allah to creation. Saying that Allah would only inform us of affairs that we understand and comprehend in this world. So they began resembling the names and attributes of Allah to creation. 
لفعل تمثيل تشبيه أنا أسفودي معطلة They rejected the names and attributes of Allah saying that we need to free ourselves from any possibility of resembling Allah to creation. And so we will simply reject all of the names and attributes of Allah that way ensuring that we cannot possibly fall into any resemblance. And in reality, as Shaykh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah mentioned, they fell into exactly what they were running from. Because by negating all of the names and attributes of Allah, then it is as though they are comparing Allah to nothingness. They have compared Allah to nothingness. No names, no attributes. So the mu'attilah, they fell into error. And the mushabbiha, they fell into error. So in this first ayah, you are affirming your iman in Allah. Affirming the iman that the messenger had and the believers have. That iman in the perfect and beautiful names and attributes of Allah. And freeing Allah from any shortcoming or deficiency. These are the things that a believer needs to understand about these ayat, about these du'as, to have the real impact upon you. And this first ayah also incorporates iman in the noble angels of Allah. وَبِجَمِيعِ مَا ذَكَرَ عَنْهُمْ فِي الْوَحِي and everything that has been mentioned about the angels in the revelation. Min asma'ihim. From their names. We've been informed of some of the names of the angels. Jibreel alayhi salam. And Mikael alayhi salam. And Israfil alayhi salam. And other than them, we've been given some of the names of the angels. So we believe and affirm the names that we've been informed of. And we believe in all the others, even though we have not been informed of names besides that. وَأَوْصَافِهِمْ And we believe in the descriptions of the angels that we have been informed of. In the Qur'an, in the Sunnah, it talks about the description of the angels that they were created from light just as the jinn were created from smokeless fire and the humans were created from the clay hadith in Sahih Muslim. Telling us about the origins of those three creations. So the angels were created from light. And it is mentioned in the Quran that they have wings. Two and three and four and more. And it is mentioned about Jibreel alayhi salam that when the messenger saw him he had... 600 wings that covered the horizon and the appearance was of jewels and pearls 
So there are descriptions given of the angels. The two angels, Al-Munkar Wa-Nakir, for example, a description has been given of them. In one of the ahadith, it mentions the two angels, Al-Munkar Wa-Nakir, when they come to the person in the grave, they come and their appearance is Azraqani Aswadani, or Aswadani Azraqani. That they have an appearance, all it says is black and blue. Black and blue. Some of the scholars said maybe what that means is, maybe, ijtihad from the scholars, that their bodies are going to be in a completely black appearance. And that their eyes will be shining bright blue. Some of the scholars made ijtihad that perhaps this is the meaning of them being black and blue. But it's another description given. So the descriptions we have of the angels, we accept and believe in all of those. It is mentioned about one of the angels that carries the throne. Or the angels, that if a bird was to fly from the earlobe to the shoulder of the angel, it would take... 500, there is figures. There are figures mentioned that are of huge proportions for a bird to fly from the earlobe to the shoulder. And the angels are strong and powerful. They could remove a mountain from its place. So we believe in the descriptions of the angels that have been given. The angels that will pull the ropes of the hellfire the angels that are guardian of the hellfire, guardian of paradise, the angels that come and blow the soul into the baby in the womb of the mother, Jibreel, the angel given the responsibility of revelation, Mikael, the responsibility of the rainfall and growth, Israfil, the responsibility of blowing into the trumpet on the day of judgment, many duties and jobs, and we believe in all of those duties and jobs they've been given. وَأَعْدَادِهِمْ That's وَضَائِفِهِمْ وَأَعْدَادِهِمْ Their numbers, the great amount of numbers of the angels. It mentions in one hadith regarding Al-Baytul Ma'mur, the house in the heavens that is similar to the Kaaba in this world. That 70,000 angels, they enter upon that house in the heaven every day. And once they have entered, then they never have an opportunity to go back in again, because every day they are, uh, there are another group of 70,000 going in. Every day a group of 70,000 are going in. And once they've been in, they never get an opportunity to come back in again. Such are the numbers, 70,000 every day. And once they've been in, they never get to come around again. There are so many groups of 70,000 going in ahead of them. And it mentions about the ropes of the hellfire, 70 ropes. And on each one of them, thousands of angels, 70,000 on each one. You calculate those figures and it is into billions and billions. 
It is not a number that we can count or we can restrict to a number. Such is the army of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that nobody knows except Him. So we believe in all of that regarding the angels. وَالْإِيمَانُ بِجَمِيعِ الرَّسُولِ عَلَيْهِ الصَّلَاةُ وَالسَّلَامِ And we believe in all of the messengers. Some of them we know their names. And some of them we do not know their names. Some of them their stories were narrated to us. Some of them their stories have not been narrated to us. But all of the prophets, all of the messengers... Over 300 messengers, over a hundred thousand prophets. We believe in all of them that they were sent by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to guide mankind, to extract them from darkness into light. And also, وَالْكُتُبْ الْمُنَزَّلَةِ عَلَيْهِمْ The books that were revealed upon them. So there are books and revelations the prophets were given. The Torah, for example, for Musa alayhi salam, the Zabur for Dawud alayhi salam, the Injil for Isa alayhi salam, the Suhuf, if they are different, to Musa alayhi salam and Ibrahim alayhi salam, and also the Quran at the end, the final revelation. And some of the scholars say every prophet, every messenger was given his book. So we believe in all of those revelations and that they are all kalamullah. All of that was the speech of Allah, revelation from Allah. And also it mentions in the ayah, آمَنَ الرَّسُولُ بِمَا أُنزِلَ إِلَيْهِ مِنْ رَبِّهِ وَالْمُؤْمِنُونَ كُلٌّ آمَنَ بِاللَّهِ وَمَلَائِكَتِهِ وَكُتُبِهِ وَرَسُولِهِ لَا نُفَرِّقُ بَيْنَ أَحَدٍ مِنْ رَسُولِهِ And we do not separate and distinguish between any one of the messengers of Allah. Rather, we believe in them all. لَا يُفَرِّقُونَ بَيْنَ أَحَدٍ مِنَ الرَّسُولِ بَلْ يُؤْمِنُونَ بِالْجَمِيعِ They believe in all of the prophets and messengers. وَيَقُولُونَ سَمِعْنَا مَا أَمَرْتَنَا بِهِ وَنَهَيْتَنَا عَنْهِ and then you say, وَقَالُوا سَمِعْنَا وَأَطَعْنَا That we hear and we obey. We hear and we obey the commandments that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has placed upon us. And we stay away from the prohibitions that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has prohibited us from. أَطَعْنَا لَكَ فِي ذَلِكَ We obey you in that. وَيَسْأَلُونَهُ الْمَغْفِرَةِ عَلَى مَا صَدَرَ مِنْهُمْ مِنْ تَقْصِيرٍ أَوْ إِخْلَالٍ And then also you say, غُفْرَانَكَ Meaning we seek your forgiveness for the shortcomings and errors that we may fall into. وَيُؤْمِنُونَ بِأَنَّ مَرْجِعَهُمْ وَمَصِيرَهُمْ إِلَيْهِ سُبْحَانَهُ فَيُجَازِيهِمْ فَيُجَازِيهِمْ بِمَا عَمِلُوا مِنْ خَيْرٍ وَشَرٍ and we believe that our end, end destination will be to Allah. وَإِلَيْكَ الْمَصِيرِ That is what the opening ayah, the first of the two ayat that you read before sleeping every night, indicates. 
Then the second one, الآيات الثانية لا يكلف الله نفسا إلا وسعها فيها الإخبار بأن الله لا يكلف الناس ما لا يطيقون أو يشق عليهم فعله That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not burden the people with that which they cannot handle, that which they cannot burden, or that which is of extreme difficulty upon them. بَلْ كَلَّفَهُمْ بِمَا فِيهِ غِذَاءُ أَرْوَاحِهِمْ Rather Allah placed upon us the responsibilities and duties to do that which is nutrition for our souls, that which brings about that goodness for our souls. غِذَاءُ أَرْوَاحِهِمْ وَدَوَاءُ أَبْدَانِهِمْ and a medicine or cure for our bodies. وَصَلَاحُ قُلُوبِهِمْ And rectification of our hearts. وَزَكَاءُ نُفُوسِهِمْ And purification of our souls. وَفِيهَا الْإِخْبَارِ نعم. So that is what Allah burdened upon us. The actions, the obedience, the worship that will bring about goodness for ourselves and a cure for our bodies and rectification for our hearts, and purification for our souls, that is what Allah has commanded us with. Not anything that is beyond what we are capable of or can burden. And then Allah tells us, وَفِيهَا الْإِخْبَارُ بِأَنَّ لِكُلِّ نَفْسٍ مَا كَسَبَتْ مِنَ الْخَيْرِ وَعَلَيْهَا مَكْتَسَبَتْ مِنَ الشَّرِ that every soul shall have what it earns from good and it will be given its due on any evil that it did. It will be recompensed upon its good and upon its evil. وَلَمَّا أَخْبَرَ تَعَالَى عَنْ إِيمَانِ الرَّسُولِ وَالْمُؤْمِنِينَ مَعَهُ وَأَنَّهُمْ قَابَلُوا أَمْرَ اللَّهِ بِسَمْعِ وَالطَّاعَةِ So when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala informed us about the iman of the messenger, and the iman of the believers, and that they accepted the commandments of Allah by hearing and obeying them. وَأَنَّ كُلَّ عَامِلٍ سَيُجَازَ And that every person will be recompensed upon what they did. وَكَانَ الْإِنسَانُ عُرْضَةً لِلتَّقْصِيرِ وَالْخَطَأِ But then it is highlighted, that with all of this obedience and worship we've been commanded with, mankind can fall into error or forgetfulness sometimes. Shortcoming and forgetfulness and error can occur from mankind. And so Allah tells us, أَنَّهُ لَا يُكَلِّفُ الْعِبَادَ إِلَّا مَا يُطِيقُونَ that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will not burden us more than we are capable of. And then mentions that the believers they say, رَبَّنَا لَا تُؤَاخِذْنَا إِنَّسِينَا أَوْ أَخْطَأْنَا Our Lord, do not hold us accountable if we forget or make error. And so, it is mentioned in the hadith 
that the Prophet said that Allah says to this dua, قَدْ فَعَلْتُ That I have done that. Meaning, you are not held accountable upon your uh, uh, forgetfulness or, or an error or mistake or uh, 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 what you may have forgotten. وَقَدْ أَخْبَرَ نعم وَقَدْ ثَبَتَ فِي صَحِيحِ مُسْلِمْ عَنَ بِهُرَيْرَةَ رضي الله عنه عن رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم قال قال الله نعم It is also mentioned in the hadith in Sahih Muslim of Abu Hurairah that the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم said that Allah says to this dua ربنا لا تؤاخذنا إن نسينا أو أخطأنا Our Lord do not hold us accountable if we forget or make error that Allah says نعم yes Meaning yes, that is correct. You will not be held accountable if you forget or genuinely make a mistake. فَتَضَمَّنَتْ الْآيَتَانِ إِيمَانُ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ بِاللَّهِ So the two ayahs, they incorporate... The iman of the believers in Allah. وَدُخُولُهُمْ تَحْتَ طَاعَتِهِ وَعُبُودِيَّتِهِ وَعْتِرَافِهِمْ بِرُبُوبِيَّتِهِ And the fact that the believers, we are under the obedience to Allah, under the worship of Allah, recognizing that He is the one who is deserving of that worship. He is the creator, the sustainer, the provider. وَاطِّرَارُهُمْ إِلَى مَغْهِرَةِ and that we have no choice but to seek the forgiveness of Allah. وَاعْتِرَافُهُمْ بِالتَّقْصِيرِ فِي حَقِّهِ And the recognition, we recognize in this ayah that we have shortcomings in regards to the rights of Allah. وَإِقْرَارُهُمْ بِرُجُوعِهِمْ إِلَيْهِ And we acknowledge that we are going to return to Him. وَاسْتِشْعَارُهُمْ لِمَجَازَاتِهِ and our recognition, realization that Allah will recompense us upon our deeds. And so they supplicate to Him. They ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the believers, we ask Allah for pardon. And for forgiveness and for mercy, one nasru ala and for victory over the enemies. And Maanin So there is no doubt that these are tremendous meanings in these ayat which indicate the perfection of your Iman and the, the full acceptance and truthful submission to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. وَلِهَذَا أَخْبَرَ النَّبِيُّ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمْ فِي الْحَدِيثِ الْمُتَقَدِّمْ أَنَّ مَنْ قَرَأَهُمَا فِي لَيْلَةٍ كَفَتَاهِ And that's why the Prophet said, whoever recites these two before sleeping, then they suffice you. Ash-Shawkani, one of the scholars of the past, Al-Imam Ash-Shawkani rahimahullah, 
He said, the meaning of these two ayat sufficing you is, أَيْ أَغْنَتَاهُ عَنْ قِيَامِ تِلْكَ اللَّيْلَةِ بِالْقُرْآنِ But it could mean, they suffice you from even praying the night prayer that night. They suffice you from reciting the Qur'an in the night prayer that night. أَوْ أَجْزَأَتَاهُ عَنْ قِرَاءَتِهِ الْقُرْآنِ Or that they suffice you from the recitation of the Qur'an. أَوْ أَجْزَأَتَاهُ فِي مَا يَتَعَلَّقُ بِالْعْتِقَادِ Or that they suffice you in regards to your aqeedah لِمَا اشْتَمَلَتْ عَلَيْهِ مِنَ الْإِيمَانِ وَالْعَمَالِ Because of all of those points of iman and action that were mentioned in them in general. أَوْ وَقَتَاهُ مِنْ كُلِّ سُوءٍ وَمَكْرُوهُ Or they protect you from every evil and disliked affair. أَوْ كَفَتَاهُ شَرَّ الشَّيَاطِينَ Or that they suffice you from the evil of the shayateen. أَوْ شَرِّ الثَّقَلَيْنِ أَوْ شَرِّ الْآفَاتِ كُلِّهَا Or that they suffice you from the evil of mankind and jinn or any other calamities that there may be. أَوْ كَفَتَاهُ بِمَا حَصَلَ لَهُ مِثَوَابِ غَيْرِهَا That they suffice him in terms of the reward that he would have got from other than them. وَلَا مَانِعْ مِنْ إِرَاجَةِ هَذِهِ الْأُمُورِ جَمِعِهَا And there is nothing preventing all of these possibilities being uh, 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 valid. That all of them may be from the meaning of they suffice you. وَيُؤَيِّدُ ذَلِكَ مَا تَقَرَّرَ فِي عِلْمِ الْمَعَانِ وَالْبَيَانِ مِنْ أَنَّ حَذْفَ الْمُتَعَلَّقِ مُشْعِرٌ بِالتَّعْمِيمِ and he says, all of these meanings being valid and viable is supported by the fact that when you look at the knowledge of or the, the science of the meanings and of eloquence in speech, then you know that in the Arabic language, when you remove the, the, uh, the, the explanation so right now it just says they will suffice you. But it doesn't tell you how they suffice you. In Arabic, removing that, removing the explanation at the end, removing what they are talking about at the end and leaving it open, indicates that it is in fact completely open-ended. That they suffice you in all of the different affairs. That's what it indicates. A general sufficiency in the affairs. فَكَأَنَّهُ قَالْ كَفَتَاهُ مِنْ كُلِّ شَرْءَ وَمِنْ كُلِّ مَا يُخَافُ وَفَضْلُ اللَّهِ وَاسَعُ So it is as though the messenger is saying, they will suffice you from every evil. And from all of that which is feared. The one who recites those two. And the virtue and favor of Allah is expansive. Ibn al-Qayyim rahimahullahu ta'ala He said that the meaning of these two ayat sufficing you is أي من شر ما يؤذيه i.e. they suffice you from the evil that harms you from the evil of that which harms you So he mentioned in his book Al-Wabil Usayyib As-Sahih anna ma'naha 
kafataahu min sharri ma yu'dhihi that the correct understanding is they will suffice you keep you safe from all of that which harms you uh, brings harm to you and some of them said kafataahu min qiyamil layl that if you recite those two before going to sleep it suffices you from having to pray the night prayer that night but he says walaysa bishay that isn't really a good explanation it's baseless that if you recite these two that's it you never have to pray the night prayer he says that isn't a good explanation you still of course pray the night prayer just reciting these two doesn't mean you never pray the night prayer فَحَرِيٌّ بِالْمُسْلِمْ أَنْ يُحَافِظَ عَلَى قِرَاءَةِ هَاتِينِ الْآيَتِينِ كُلَّ لَيْلَةِ So it is deserving of a Muslim that he makes sure he guards over reciting these two ayahs every night. لِيَنَالَ هَذَا الْمَوْعُودَ الْكَرِيمَ بِأَنْ يُكْفَى مِنْ كُلِّ شَرٍ يُؤْذِهِ So that he achieves and acquires this promise, this noble promise. That you will be protected from all of that which harms you. وَقَدْ وَرَدَ عَنْ عَلِي بْنَ أَبِي طَالِبِ رَضِيَ اللَّهُ عَنْهُ أَنَّهُ قَالْ مَا أَرَى أَحَدًا يَعْقِلْ بَلَغَهُ الْإِسْلَامِ يَنَامُ حَتَّى يَقْرَأَ آيَةَ الْكُرْسِ وَخَوَاتِيمَ سُورَةِ الْبَقَرَةِ وَخَوَاتِيمَ سُورَةِ الْبَقَرَةِ فَإِنَّهَا مِنْ كَنْزٍ تَحْتَ الْعَرْشِ He said, Ali ibn Abi Talib said, Ali ibn Abi Talib, he said, I do not see, I do not consider anybody intelligent whom Islam has come to, meaning a, a Muslim who's accepted Islam, is intelligent, he understands. Any intelligent Muslim, I cannot understand, I cannot comprehend, Ali ibn Abi Talib says, that any intelligent Muslim would go to sleep until he reads Ayatul Kursi and these two final Ayat of Al-Baqarah. He's basically saying, I cannot understand that any intelligent Muslim would go to sleep without reading this. I cannot comprehend why, how any intelligent Muslim would go to sleep without reciting Ayatul Kursi and these last two Ayat of Al-Baqarah. I do not see any intelligent individual whom Islam has reached would go to sleep until he reads Ayatul Kursi. And the final two of Surah Al-Baqarah, because indeed, they are a treasure from under the throne of Allah. So Ali ibn Abi Talib, with great encouragement there to recite those two ayat before sleeping. وَقَوْلُهُ رَضِيَ اللَّهُ عَنْهُ فَإِنَّهَا مِنْ كَنْزِ تَحْتَ الْعَرْشِ And when he said that they are a, 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 a treasure from under the throne, ثَبَتَ مَرْفُوعًا إِلَى النَّبِيِّ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمَ فِي غَيْرِ مَا حَدِيثٍ مِنْهَا مَا رَوَاهُ الْإِمَامُ أَحْمَدُ فِي مُسْنَدِهِ عَنْ أَبِي ذَرٍّ رَضِيَ اللَّهُ عَنْهُ قَالَ قَالَ رَسُولُ اللَّهِ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمَ أُعْطِيتُ خَوَاتِيمَ سُورَةِ الْبَقَرَةِ مِنْ كَنْزٍ تَحْتَ الْعَرْشِ And that statement is established from the Prophet ﷺ authenticated by a Sheikh Al-Albani from the Musnad of Imam Ahmad that the messenger said, I have been given the final two ayat from Surah Al-Baqarah, from the treasure from under the throne. And also in the Musnad of Imam Ahmad from Uqbah ibn Amir al-Juhani radiyallahu anhu qal, that the messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, اِقْرَأِ الْآيَتَيْنِ مِنْ آخِرِ Surah Al-Baqarah. 
فَإِنِّي أَعْطِيتُهُمَا مِنْ تَحْتَ الْعَرْشِ Recite the last two ayat of Surah Al-Baqarah because I have been given them from under the throne. وَمِمَّا وَرَدَ فِي فَضْلِ هَاتَيْنِ الْآيَاتَيْنِ And also from the narrations that highlight the virtue of those two ayat, what has been reported by Al-Imam Muslim in his Sahih from Abdullah ibn Abbas radiyallahu anhuma qal, بَيْنَمَا جِبْرِيلٌ أو جِبْرِيلُ قَاعِدٌ عِنْدَ النَّبِيِّ صَلَى اللَّهِ وَسَلَّمَ إِذْ سَمِعَ نَقِيضًا مِنْ فَوْقِهِ فَرَفَعَ رَأْسَهُ فَقَالْ هَذَا بَابٌ فُتِحَ الْيَوْمَ لَمْ يُفْتَحْ قَطُّ إِلَّا الْيَوْمِ فَنَزَلَ مِنْهُ مَلَكٌ فَقَالْ هَذَا مَلَكٌ نَزَلَ إِلَى الْأَرْضِ لَمْ يَنْزِلْ قَطُّ إِلَّا الْيَوْمِ فَسَلَّمَ وَقَالَ أَبْشِرْ بِنُورَيْنِ أُوْتِيتَهُمَا لَمْ يُؤْتَهُمَا نَبِيٌّ قَبْلَكَ فَاتِحَةُ الْكِتَابِ وَخَوَاتِيمُ سُورَةِ الْبَقَرَةِ لَنْ تَقْرَأَ بِحَرْفٍ مِنْهَا إِلَّا أُعْطِيتَهُ It's mentioned on one occasion that Jibreel was sitting with the Prophet ﷺ and then heard a noise from above him. And then said that this is a door that has been opened today and it has never been opened before today. It has never been opened except today. And then an angel descended and he said, this angel has descended to the earth and he has never descended except today. And so he gave salam and said, glad tidings to you for the two lights that you have been given. And nobody was given them, no other prophet before you. They are the Fatihatul Kitab, Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen, Surah Al-Fatiha, and the last two ayahs of Surah Al-Baqarah. And he said, you will not read them, a letter from them, except that you will be given it. Meaning what is mentioned in those ayat, you recite those, you will be given that what is mentioned in them. قال شيخ الإسلام ابن تيمية رحمه الله يعلم أن الله سبحانه أعطى نبيه محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وبارك خواتيم سورة البقرة من كنز تحت العرش ولم يؤت منه نبي قبله. So no, شيخ الإسلام ابن تيمية says that Allah سبحانه وتعالى gave his prophet Muhammad صلى الله عليه وسلم the final two ayahs from Surah Al-Baqarah, from the treasure under the throne, from a treasure under the throne. And nobody else from the prophets was given that before him. وَمَنْ تَدَبَّرَ هَذِهِ الْآيَاتِ وَفَهِمَ مَا تَضَمَّنَتْهُ مِنْ حَقَائِقِ الدِّينِ وَقَوَاعِدِ الْإِيمَانِ الْخَمْسِ And then Ibn Taymiyyah says, whoever focuses on those last two ayat and understands what they incorporate from the realities of the religion, and from the principles of Iman, the five principles of Iman, وَالرَّدْ عَلَى كُلِّ مُبْطِلٍ And a rebuke and refutation of all of the falsifiers. وَمَا تَضَمَّنَتُ مِنْ كَمَالْ نِعَمِ اللَّهِ تَعَالَى عَلَى هَذَا النَّبِيِّ صلى الله عليه وسلم وأمته and you realize the perfection of the blessings that Allah gave to this messenger and his ummah. وَمَحَبَّةُ اللَّهِ سُبْحَانَهُ لَهُمْ And the love of Allah for them. وَتَفْضِيلُهُ 
إياهم على من سواهم فليهنئ العلم أو فليهنئ العلم So the blessing that Allah has given to this ummah and that Allah loves uh, them and the virtue and favor He has given them so then let that be of a great knowledge He acquires ثُمَّ ذَكَرَ رَحِيمَهُ اللَّهُ كَلَامًا نَفِيسًا فِي بَيَانْ مَعْنَاهَا And then Ibn Taymiyyah carried on in that section in Majmul Fatawa, volume 14, page 129, uh, talking about their meanings. وَفِي كَلَامِهِ رَحِيمَهُ اللَّهُ حَثٌ عَلَى الْعِنَايَةِ بِهَاتَيْنِ الْآيَتَيْنِ حِفْظًا وَقِرَاءَةً وَتَدَبُّرًا وَتَحْقِيقًا وَاللَّهُ الْمَرْغُوبُ أَنْ يُوَفِّقَنَا وَإِيَّاكُمْ لِذَلِكَ وَلِكُلِّ خَيْرٍ so in this speech of Ibn Taymiyyah rahimahullah is an encouragement to guard over and focus on those two ayat, memorize them and read them and ponder over them and actualize what is in there, practice them. And it is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that we have our hope in that He uh, gives us success uh, to that and to all goodness. So that is the chapter talking about the great meanings and the great favors Allah has mentioned in these last two ayat of Surah Al-Baqarah. Everybody should try to memorize them and recite them every night before sleep. As Ali ibn Abi Talib said, intelligent Muslim doesn't sleep. Or how does he sleep before reciting them? So this is something highly encouraged to add to the supplications before sleep. خلاص, we'll stop at that for today and we'll start the next chapter next time which is continuing with more supplications that can be recited before sleep so we'll continue with those from next week next week uh, Maghrib is going to be about 10 past 9 today was what time right here 51 today so next week what, just after 9 5 past 9 We'll have to see what to do. You, you have a group uh, with notifications and everything. Inshallah, we'll put something on there. We'll see what we're going to do about that class time. All right, we'll conclude upon that for today then.